Happy Thursday, everybody. Believe it or not, we are just a couple of days from the end of April 2021. Welcome to Leading to Sales to our Thursday live broadcast. Um, my name is Brett Williams. I am your host, as I am every show. And today I am very excited for our special guest because Carol Kammerer literally wrote the book on LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive. And we're going to be talking about the power of personal branding when you're in a leadership position and why it matters. Um, and if you aren't aware of Carol, you can definitely find her obviously on LinkedIn of all places, but um, her expertise and, and fr frankly, from a personal perspective, I got, I got on a call with Carol uh, probably just a little bit, a couple of weeks ago before this call. And as soon as we were on the call towards the end of the call, we were having just kind of general conversation getting to know each other a little bit. And she was able just through a couple of quick little pointers to help me with my LinkedIn profile and with understanding the power of very some very specific parts of my personal branding. So make sure that you tune in, listen up, because you're about to get taken to school on the power of your personal brand. We'll be right back with Carol right after this. Welcome to the Leading to Sales podcast. Every week, we're bringing you leadership, sales, and marketing strategies to help you move your business forward. Here's our host, internationally known sales and marketing leader, Brett Williams. Hey, Carol, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm so glad to be here. Hey, thank you. I can't tell you how much we really appreciate you for coming on. It's the the power of your expertise in this area when it comes to executive personal branding, I think is something that so many of our listeners need and they know they need. And so I wanted, when I saw the expertise that you had, when I actually, I'm sure this is going to be a shock for you. When I stumbled across you on LinkedIn, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, I knew we had to make sure to, to try to get you on the show because this is an area that I feel like even for me, even though the name uh, of the agency that I run is Leading LinkedIn, we have some specialty in helping certain people with, with the LinkedIn area, but not the way that you do. Um, and I know that our listeners could gain so much from your experience and, and from your expertise. So like I said, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you for coming on. Um, before we even dive into intros, because I do want you to tell us a little bit about your background, because you've got a very interesting background where I think you really showed your agility in a very unique way. I'm one of those weird show hosts that I do like the deep research. I watch all the videos that I can find. And all that. <laughs> um, but um, Carol's book, like I said, LinkedIn for the, for the savvy executive. She just, this just recently, this is the second edition that just recently was updated. Correct. Actually, you have the first edition there. Oh, this do is I? the second edition. Okay. Well, I guess I am yeah. already dated. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see okay. the difference there. So, um, <laughs> Yeah. You can tell us the second edition at, has the little thing yeah. and it also has the book award that I won. Okay. Um, so I'm we want to make sure of best LinkedIn books of all time. <laughs> and based on the first edition, which I erroneously have read, <laughs> I would, I would definitely agree. And here's one of the powers of this book, just from somebody who's personally read it guys is the power of this book is the principles that Carol shares in the book they are what I would call evergreen principles. Um, there is a, there are a lot of hyper tactical pieces, 
but she goes into the mindset behind it and I just love it, but it's not some big long drawn out book. So I, we're not going to make this a book, book infomercial because it's not because it's about delivering value to you. But I wanted to make sure that you're, that you're aware of that. Make sure in order to get the second edition copy and I will double check this link, get Make sure that you go to that to pick up her book. So with that, Carol, long introduction, please, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself, about your background and about how you came to land in this space. Okay. Truly by accident, truly by accident, I am here. But everything that went before is what informs what I do now. So the 20 years before um, I became a LinkedIn expert, I worked as a marketing communications consultant for a Fortune 500 company in the medical device space. They were my only client. I thought I had diversified because I had two different divisions that I was working with. But obviously not. <laughs> it worked really, really well for me for 18 of those 20 years. My in-basket was always full to overflowing. I had work. I did not ever have to seek work. It always found me. I loved doing what I did. But um, in May of 2010, and then again in May of 2011, the company was undergoing a huge um, downturn. It mm -hmm. was an industry-wide downturn. And um, they were scrambling to make their numbers. And one of the things that many companies do, and this company decided to do that too, was outsource some whole functional areas. Yeah. So they outsourced marketing communications under a retained arrangement. And it meant that I lost my client. Yeah, I lost my client of 20 years. Can you imagine 20 years of um, network? Wow. All locked up within that company. Yeah. And I realized that I either had to retire at that point or I had to do something really remarkable. Right. And so um, finding that um, it didn't take very long for me to recognize that I couldn't put up a website with all of my great work because <laughs> it was always all company proprietary. You know, that just wasn't going to be okay. <laughs> So what I did was I went back to LinkedIn and um, realized that it was a place where I could build a new network. It was a place where I could talk about my value. And so I began to study LinkedIn as a subject matter. I would attend every webinar. I would read every article. I would research and research. I would try out different things. And while I was learning all these things, I helped my friends who had also lost their jobs. And it didn't take very long before they started sending me their friends. And that was when I realized, oh, I have a new area of subject matter expertise. How about that? So it was, it was really quite by accident that I developed this new area of subject matter expertise, but also I blend that with my deep branding experience that I got from 20 years working with this Fortune 500 company. 
um, writing their stuff. And so now I shine my branding brilliance on people rather than on products. And it gives me great joy. I really enjoy doing what I do. More? There we go. Sorry. Uh -huh. about Apparently I had a, my, my internet just uh, decided here midstream to crash. So I apologize. <laughs> well, I couldn't imagine you wanted me to say more about that. But <laughs> I am sure that was a phenomenal answer, but my, <laughs> my internet just decided to crash. So I apologize. That's never happened before, but this is the beauty of live streaming, right? Ah, yes. <laughs> so um, I, I've actually, I've, I've heard some of your origin story quite a bit. So I, I, I pretty well know where the answer came from there. So let's just dive into the personal branding side yes. of as we're talking about how executives um, we're in this new world, if you will. Um, and you have been, you have seen the, the, I guess you could say the peaks and valleys of personal branding and with everything that executives are dealing with today, why is personal branding that anybody, something that people should even focus with, with everything else they're trying to keep spinning all the other plates they're trying to keep spinning. Well, one thing that's important is we need to understand for ourselves who we are, what we're good at, what we love to do. And if we put that out there on our LinkedIn profile, for instance, <laughs> um, then we draw opportunities that are ideal for us. Yeah, It's so much easier to draw those opportunities while we're employed than it is while we're not employed. Yeah. And right now, this is a very, very dicey time in the world of work, as I know yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, everyone listening has, has experience with that. Um, and so um, in my book, this time in the second edition, I have a special chapter on people who are in transition and I don't know, putting your brand out there works, whether you are working for a company and you want to add value to the company. And, you know, there you are as an expert, people can see you are an expert. It helps the company. Yeah. Great. But if you should lose your job, it works for you still. Yeah. And, um, when we share what really what we love to do, those new opportunities yeah. can come to us as well. You know, I just love that that um, opportunities just are dovetailed with our willingness to be authentic on this yes. profile. Yes. Yeah, I call this one of the one of the phrases that I use for this when I'm talking about it from more of a corporate standpoint, because that's that that tends to be, you know, I'm, I'm more focused on the the high level, if you will, of the branding is the clarity and messaging. Yes. Um, and, you know, if you're thinking about it from a corporate perspective, that's the making sure that your company as a whole is communicating a consistent right. message. But when you're thinking about it from a personal perspective, it's even more important, um, at least in my opinion, because that's where. That's where people have the opportunity if they're not, you know, in an environment like this or, you know, some sort of meeting to really get to know you as best they can without interacting with you. 
absolutely. It is the place of first impressions. Yes, yes. That oh, that's I need to write that down. <laughs> absolutely. You know, many, many of the first impressions that we make are made with our profile. And so we have a skimpy profile, it it does not reflect well on us. Yeah. Um, people like to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And we can build that right into our profile. Yeah. We can do it very powerfully. But if you don't, your chances of finding the talent that you want to hire, your chances of attracting new customers or clients, your chances of finding um, a new referral partner, they, they just are diminished. Yeah. And so that's why I think personal brand is so important. And the other thing is personal brand helps us should we lose our jobs. Yeah. It, you know, we are bigger than any one job that we have. But if you go through a job loss and you haven't done that branding work for yourself, it is so hard to do it when yeah. you have been kicked in the gut. Yeah. It's hard to pick yourself up. And so that's why I urge people to, you know, do it now. The, yeah. You know, the, um, the best time to have planted a tree is 20 years ago. And the second <laughs> best time is now. <laughs> exactly. It's that whole so, dig your well before you're thirsty mentality. Yes. Yes. So tell me this, you know, if, if I'm thinking from the perspective of, and I am not one of these, but I would love to hear your perspective on this because I know a lot of our listeners are. If I'm thinking from the perspective of a, of a mid to high level uh, executive in a sizable company, right? how do I strike the balance between personal branding across all of the social profiles versus representing my company like how because i know there's it's like a it's kind of if you will a tango that you've got to play it is so from your perspective how do you how do you approach that or how would you tell people to approach that okay well the higher your position i would say the more you have to bring in your company brand okay so you know the ceo should definitely talk about why they're proud of their company in their right. about section. Right. <laughs> you know, but um, there's still room for you. Yes. You know, the CEO is more than the CEO of that company. The CEO is a real person. Yeah. And the CEO um, came from somewhere and will at some point go on to someplace else too. Yeah. And um, to be absolutely authentic and genuine um, is is really important. Yeah. So when you're thinking from the perspective, and I know there are a lot of different schools of thought of this on LinkedIn um, and across all platforms, when you're thinking from the perspective of a leader and an executive, some people would be of the school of thought that your digital presence needs to be purely professional keep personal things out of it. And, and I, we, we all know politics and religion. They, that's probably not, not areas that we want to get into, but apart from that, you know, just, the, just bringing through your personal life, 
What is your perspective on that? What is, do you feel like it's something that should really be integrated into the content that you're putting out and things like that, especially on more professional platforms? Or do you think it's that we maybe need to kind of keep the professional platforms professional and save the personal content for personal platforms? kind of am toward the latter, you know, um, LinkedIn really does need to be professional, you yeah. know, um, sharing what you had for lunch just isn't, <laughs> not, totally not, agree. It, not where it's happening. Yeah. But I do think that there is some authenticity that we can show. And, and I think that it has to do with what is the intent? For instance, okay. if I had a son playing little league baseball mm -hmm. and I put up a picture um, of, of him um, at bat. Yeah. Now that would be good on Facebook. And I could talk all about Timmy and, and his, um, his team and right. um, you know, how he's improved. If I were to post that on LinkedIn, I would need some business reason. Okay. It could be a fabulous tie-in to um, talking about teamwork. Yeah. And how individuals came into this team, but all of a sudden now they are working together and seeing opportunities and Yes, it is your son Timmy who's who's there at bat as the great picture. Yeah. But you're making a business point. Yes. And and so that's that's the way that I see that. The other thing that I would say is that uh, those senior level leaders who are expressing principles, you know, um there are a lot of companies that are really getting some good press because they've taken a position, yeah, a position on something that is somewhat controversial. Right. And um, one of the things that I know is that millennials are interested in working for companies where people are willing to take a stand. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think that it, it has to be a stand that um, is neither Democratic or Republican, you know, not right. divisive like that. But it can be um, a stand regarding um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah. Um, or, you know, um, standing with Black Lives Matter or with um, uh, people of other kinds of diversity. Right. Things that are obviously moving us towards, you know, a, a seemingly better society, if as yes. it were, you know, not yes. not not the typical, you know, political quagmire, but the things right. that are, you know, okay, well, I'm a human, you're a human, let's get behind this type of thing. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, those people who are sharing not only their leadership principles, but their principles that they are bringing to their business. Right. Um. I think that that is very powerful and um, it can work both ways, but I think that it will enable those leaders to attract the millennials that they are looking to attract for yeah. their talent going forward. Yeah. 
So when when you're when we're playing, and I don't like to use this, it's the, the thing, it's the the term that's bouncing around in my head. I don't love it, but it's we're, when we're playing the game of content, if you will, mm -hmm. when we're thinking mm -hmm. about producing content. I know you cover some in in the first edition, which I mistakenly read. Now I'm going to go get the second edition and read <laughs> it because um, I'm telling you this this book is money from the first edition. So I can only imagine how good the second edition is. Um, but when when we're thinking about content as an executive, so so often I see leaders that what will happen is their marketing team will be managing their company page. Mm -hmm. Their company page will put out an article. And if you look at a leader's content, the only content that they've ever put out is sharing the articles from their company page with no thoughts, no nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like just, hey, I just click share. Or really, I ha most likely had someone on my staff click share on my behalf. Um, so what is, your, I, I'm sure that's not the the way that you would advise people to do it. What is your attitude and thought process on content as how leaders should be curating and, um, sharing content? Okay. Um, certainly it's not inappropriate for them to share what their marketing people picked. Their marketing right. people are really smart and that's great, but oh my goodness, it would be ever so nice if they could add a little. Yeah. blurb of their own about um, this trend that they see or how proud they are of their company or something, you yeah. know, it's like, please <laughs> <laughs> just add a little bit of value to it. Right. Right. Um, when I'm working with, uh, with my clients, I always suggest to them that they set up Google alerts for things that they care about. Yeah. Um, industry trends or subject matter that, that is important to them so yeah. that they are sharing something that is current and topical and that makes a difference to them. Yeah. Um, you know, there are so many trends that affect our industry. We don't have to just comment on what's happening at our company. Right. You know, it's not all about product releases. It's about the environment. It's about bigger things. Um, people at a senior level should, should be more global in their thinking. They should yes. be paying attention. So that's what I recommend. <laughs> I love that. It's, you know, it's, I know this almost sounds elementary, um, but it, to me, the way I'm receiving what you're saying is um, maybe as leaders, we should lead yeah. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I mean, exactly. It's, it's just, it's the fundamental principle of realizing that when we take on the responsibility of leadership, regardless of the size of your company or regardless of whatever, wherever it is that you may fall in any number of different metrics, that we do have that responsibility of leading and giving value. And I hate saying giving value because in the past, 24 months, it's become so cliche. Um, but it's to me, it's really about giving people something that they can make a difference with. Yes. Um, and whether that's for you personally um, or for your company or just because you were blessed enough that somebody gave it to you at some point um, or sewed into you at some point. So you should be giving that back out. And, and I think how much do you, from your perspective, do you see that that content and that active curation of value 
plays in building the brand of an executive or of a leader? So those people that do it well have great brands, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. Um, I would say that senior leaders are mostly reticent to do that. Yeah. And, and I think that is sad because they, they lose the opportunity to woo their future talent. Yeah. They lose the opportunity to bind the customer to their company more tightly. Yes. Um, when we love our leaders and our brands, um, you know, we get excited about that. And when leaders do share, yeah. it endears the company and the leader and all of it. And so I think it's an opportunity yeah. that that is not often taken, but it is something that sets us apart, that sets us outside the competition. It's like, oh my gosh, yes, that's what I'm looking for. Yes, yes. It's that true differentiation that people talk about looking for, but sometimes don't maybe take as much action toward. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so when, when I'm thinking through this, one of the things that really just sticks out to me um, is when we're in this process of content curation and, and we're talking about giving value, one of the things I had a guest earlier this week, actually, um, who used this and he talked, he said that we're all going to be remembered in about a sentence. He, this apparent, I believe this is a John Maxwell quote. And he said, we're all going to be remembered in about a sentence. But the question <laughs> is, what are we doing right now to write that sentence? And I think having that value giving attitude consistently mm -hmm is what's going to make the difference in what that how someone's going to read that sentence right. or what sentence it is even that they're going to read after the fact that, you know, whether we're gone or just gone from our position or, yes. or, or maybe even potentially, as you were saying, in transition and looking for something else. Um, so, I mean, we're coming here to towards the, the half hour mark and that's typically where we, where we like to move towards closing. What let's, I've just got two quick questions for you as we're starting to close out. What have you seen, um, if you will, in the that has changed, or if anything, when it comes to personal branding because of the global pandemic as a whole? I mean, have you obviously it's become more important, um, but has it become a more competitive space? Like, what have you seen that may have have morphed or evolved because of that? I think people are more aware that number one, we're not being seen. We're not anywhere yeah. unless we're on LinkedIn. You know, if we're all working from home, the only people that you get to see are the people who are in your Zoom meetings. <laughs> exactly. And um, I, I think that um, people are realizing that there's more content on LinkedIn and more interesting things. And that when we are active on LinkedIn, we actually create our own network beyond the Zoom. Yes. And I have my network is global. I have people who follow me from all over and it's so much fun. Oh yeah. I just love that I can have conversations with people 
you know, from all over. Yeah. So, so that there's that, there's also, I think an awareness that we need to scrub up our brand because we've now pivoted, you know, people who used to do one thing cannot do that one thing, you know, in many yes. cases. And so <laughs> they're pivoting and they're, um, their marketing material, their personal marketing material, like yes. LinkedIn, it has not caught up. Yeah. And so I think that they are also hungry for that. And um, that was why this was the right time to write that second edition. Yes, it really was. Had you planned on releasing that second edition before the pandemic or was it just, if you will, oh, serendipity? Um, so it was... Um, it was released in January okay. and yeah, I'd been, I've been working on it. <laughs> so. There you go. So again, to pick up that second edition, and I did double check the link that we have is pointing to the correct edition. Apparently I just ordered the, the incorrect one, uh, go to get savvy uh, That's going to take you directly to Amazon where you can order the second edition of LinkedIn for the savvy executive. Um, and that way you can make sure that you are preparing your personal brand for the way things are going forward. Cause I think it's just, it's no longer an option. Like I, I think two years ago, there were, there were a lot of executives out there that would have said, well, this, it's a nice option. I just don't want to invest the time. I don't have the time, but I, I think that the optional side of it has gone. I think that's true. I think that's true. The other yep. thing I can mention is this QR code, mm, back <laughs> wherever <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> over my shoulder it goes to uh, a place where you can order an inscribed book from me yes and we so for those of you who are tuning in later because i know many of you will catch the podcast we, carol has been so kind to actually share a link a url link with that as well we will make sure that that is in the show notes and in the comments for uh the various platforms that we're live broadcasting to but yes if you're tuning in and you're able to see the video right now just scan that uh, QR code. I can't really point to it because she's on the other side of the screen, but <laughs> scan that QR code. Obviously, I can't even point to it. Either. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. Um, so scan that QR code and that'll take you to where you can actually get a uh, signed copy. And anybody who tunes into me very often knows I'm all about the signed copy. So that's where I'll probably, where I will be ordering my second edition. So I can make sure I get an inscribed <laughs> copy from Carol. Um, so Fabulous. yes, absolutely. So as we're closing out here, Carol, Tell us just a little bit about how people can interact with you. Um, I do have the link for your LinkedIn for your LinkedIn profile, so people can mm -hmm. take a look at that. Obviously, as an amazing example, as well as a way to, to uh, begin to follow Carol. But above and beyond that, what you know, how how you can help people who may be finding themselves, if you will, just floating out there needing some help with their LinkedIn presence. Okay, well, the key to finding me on the internet is having a clue as to how to spell my name, which is very hard. It has twice as many letters as it needs. So um, take a good long look at that because my um, my website is carolkemmerer.com. My YouTube site is YouTube slash Carol Kemmerer. My LinkedIn uh, has my name in it just like that. So um, if, you, if you get close and you write LinkedIn, you will be very high. Uh, likely to find me. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Amazon um, too. Absolutely. So if you need help with your with your LinkedIn presence, um, I, you know, Carol, like I said, Carol was kind enough just to even 
happened to at the end of, the, of a call that I had with her say, hey, have you looked at this and this and this? And it was just things that I, cr I frankly should have already looked at, um, but that she helped me with. So make sure that you reach out to Carol. Um, and even if you're not necessarily looking for help right now, make sure you go to her LinkedIn profile, which I've got down below and I'll put in all the show notes and comments areas. Um, so you can follow her because Carol is one of those people who is consistently giving value on the platform. Um, and you will get a lot from her just because she has a giving heart. So make sure to go uh, to follow that link and, and follow Carol. Carol, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I can't tell you how much value I know people are going to get. I, I know we did not get tactical today. Um, and that is because if you want to get tactical, then you know you need to go pick up Carol's book. <laughs> um, she, uh, the way the, the, the book is written is it's a perfect balance of helping you understand how to think about your brand, your personal brand and presence, as well as the very specific tactics to do, to make sure that your presence is going in the right direction across all of the major platforms. And obviously for those of you, um, who are in the, in the business world, most especially on LinkedIn. But thank you so much for coming, Carol. I know that you've given a lot of value to a lot of people and, and making, your making time to come on here. I just can't tell you how much I appreciate it. <laughs> a joy. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Thank you. So if you'll hang out for just a second, mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and close us out. So with that, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I know so many of you all tune in um, and you're tuning in even after the fact. So if you're tuning in after the fact and you've gotten value from today's broadcast, or on the podcast itself, make sure that you like, sh share, and if you're on one of the podcast platforms, go ahead and leave us a rating. I love to go in and read your feedback and hear how we can improve the show and who else you would like for us to have featured so that you're getting the best information to lead yourself, lead your teams, and move your business forward in whatever this new normal is that we're going into. So with that, I look forward to talking to you next time. We will be live. Monday, believe it or not, that is May 3rd, Monday, May 3rd at 2 p.m. Eastern. We will be live across all of the various platforms and we will have our special guest, Ross Bernstein. And we'll go, we'll go into more detail whenever we're uh, posting his information there. So we look forward to have, talking to you then. And until then, I'm just here to keep reminding you, either give value or don't even bother. <laughs>